I know that HIPAA is important and confidentiality is important, but your peers and your team, in order to build that strong team, I will tell you, I have worked all over the United States and my team that I worked with in Longdale is like my family. We relied on each other when we couldn't rely on anybody else. We had to work together as a team. And no matter what the personality differences are, no matter what squabbles you might have had with this person or that person the day before, when that patient rolled in the door, we were a team and we worked together. And I think that is so important. I think it's so important for the patient, but it is also important to take that time to decompress, to do an after action report, to do whatever you need to do to talk about what just happened, how it could be better, and how we can support one another with our mental and emotional health. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, I'm your host, Sabrina. Welcome to another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals. And today we have the honor of having Peggy Moore with us. She is a nurse, used to have significant background in ICU care, and she even went overseas to Germany to save the lives of our veterans over there and really seeing a lot of trauma cases. And currently she is a school nurse and having her new adventure with her own podcast shows. And she is a mother of three, a wife of over 30 years. And of course, more than 20 years of nursing experience. Her life was crazy busy just like many of you listening right now. And she felt drained, overwhelmed until she found a better way to live her life and that she brought her life back to center and lean to draw from her own personal power to build a vibrant and meaningful life full of peace, purpose, and power. And I'm so honored to have Peggy here with us to share with the experience how tough it was leaving your home from the States, going to Germany, seeing all these trauma cases, how it's affecting us. And it really is similar to the pandemic we have right now. These healthcare professionals seeing their patients are having difficult time recovering and how it's really affecting our mentally, physically, and how we're showing up for other people. So thank you, Peggy, for being here. 
Thank you so much for having me, Sabrina. I am so excited to be with you today. Awesome. And I gave a brief introduction of you. Of course, it does not do any justice. And so I really, truly want you to share your own journey. I would love to do that. Well, I am so glad that you mentioned healthcare professionals and this COVID crisis right now, because I do think that as healthcare professionals, we're so focused on taking care of our patients. And we kind of put all the thoughts that are going in our own mind, in our own head, all the kind of secondary trauma that we're seeing because we're experiencing their sorrow and their loss and their difficulties and their illness. We experience that ourselves because we're empathetic as healthcare professionals. And I think that sometimes we don't take the time to realize that. And then it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And then later on, we realize that we need to take some time to really take care of ourselves and to really process through that secondary trauma so that we don't become burnt out. And so I appreciate you addressing the COVID pandemic right now because I know we have a lot of nurses right now, just all healthcare professionals really working to save people and get them better. And they're in that healthcare mode, just get it done. Let's just take care of them and let's go to the next patient and let's take care of them. And they're not taking time to process for themselves. So I think this is an important topic and I'm so glad that you are addressing it. Awesome. And I definitely wanted to hear more of your story of what really made you decide to not work in the States anymore and go to Germany and really treat our troops overseas. And what was the experience like for you? So I was an ICU nurse for probably 14 years. At that time, I had worked in Detroit. I had worked in downtown Philly. I was actually working in downtown Cincinnati at the hospital there, and they actually had a program where the healthcare professionals that take care of the patients on the planes from a war zone like Afghanistan and Iraq and bring them to Germany to be triaged and taken care of, and then they also take them on the plane to the States. It's called a critical care air transport team and they're amazing. And so I'm in the middle of my critical care career here working in the ICU. I did see quite a bit of trauma, but nothing compared to Germany. But we would have these nurses and respiratory therapists and physicians come in and they would work in our unit alongside of us. And so I was talking with them and my husband had been in the military. He graduated from West Point and was in the military for five years. So I was like, wow, this is such a great thing and this is a way I could help. And so they were like, well, it was 2009 and they were looking for more nurses to come and help because their nurses had been doing this for eight or nine years and it was kind of getting burnout and turnover and they needed some new nurses. And so I just got presented with this amazing opportunity and it was a perfect time in our life. My husband had just finished a program to become a teacher. He was doing a career change. So it worked out perfectly and we moved to Germany with our 13-year-old son. And it was kind of scary. And I admit my first year in the ICU in Germany was such an eye-opening experience. And we can talk more about that. It is 
Like I said, I had about 14 years of critical care experience, but going to Germany and taking care of 20-year-old boys, in my opinion, because I was a mother of a 20-year-old at that time. I remember the first time I saw one of our soldiers in that bed and he looked like my son and what a privilege it was for me to be able to take care of our soldiers. These are men and women that were fighting for our country and taking care of things that I held precious. And so it was an amazing experience. I learned so much and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. That is amazing to be in that space, even though you're so far away from people that you know, but you feel connected to the patients who are Americans, who are soldiers, who have these significant trauma. We even talk about this when Peggy and I initially met, where she see these young soldiers have their leg blowing up, have significant bleeding, right? Torment with pain and burn and all these emotion. And she is some sensation and feeling like she's carrying on that pain within her. And even though she tried to minimize to say, oh, maybe my stress shouldn't be as high compared to them. Yeah, but it's still a stressful environment. Just like how our healthcare professionals are dealing with right now, seeing these COVID patients, yes, we're able to handle the cases better, especially in the early stages. So many people are so stressed out because they have no way to really heal, to completely change some trajectory of some of the patients who are just super sick and they end up passing away. I have to share those news with their family who are not even allowed to be in the hospital. It's such a tough thing. So how do you deal with that? Oh, that is such a good question. So while I was working in Germany back in 2009, 2010, the military came out with their resiliency program. And I think, like I said, as healthcare professionals, we're just so concerned about taking care of our patients that we don't think about what it's doing to us. And so I think it took a few years even for me to realize the emotional trauma and the mental anguish. It wasn't till I had left working in Germany and I started having nightmares over and over again about patients and trying to take care of patients and that feeling you have as a critical care nurse or even as a physician when that patient is not doing well and you are doing everything you can to save that patient. It's called secondary trauma. And many of us as healthcare professionals don't even know that term because it's kind of a recent term. So I really had to take some time to learn about that. The military had a great team called a Combat Operational Stress Resiliency Team, I believe it was called. They always have acronyms, and I know it was COSAR, C-O-S-R. Sometimes I forget exactly what it was called, but they had this great team that came around and checked on us regularly, which was wonderful. Because if you think about it, many healthcare professionals, we don't have time to pee. We don't have time to eat. We don't have time to sit down. And back in these days, in those years, during the time when it was very busy in Afghanistan and Iraq, we were seeing 
multiple patients every day and it was very busy. And so this combat operational stress team would come and they would bring us food if we needed food. They would check on us. They would do these little stop bys and just kind of ask us how we were doing. And if we had time, we could talk to them. So I think it's so important as healthcare professionals to talk with your peers. I know that HIPAA is important and confidentiality is important, but your peers and your team, in order to build that strong team, I will tell you, I have worked all over the United States and my team that I worked with in Longstall is like my family. We relied on each other when we couldn't rely on anybody else. We had to work together as a team. And no matter what the personality differences are, no matter what squabbles you might've had with this person or that person the day before, when that patient rolled in the door, we were a team and we worked together. And I think that is so important. I think it's so important for the patient, but it is also important to take that time to decompress, to do an after action report, to do whatever you need to do to talk about what just happened, how it could be better, and how we can support one another with our mental and emotional health. That's so true, right? We need to have a program and to offload. And something that I always talk about is that we all have to have these micro vacations daily throughout the day where I teach people even under two minutes, bring back the focus bring your energy back, release that stress or just the overwhelm, these mental chatters that come into our mind, feeling like we got this to do, that to do. Oh my gosh. So when we're able to be in the place of more intoned, more aligned with our body functioning, with our mind, then you become more even efficient. You're no longer in that negative round of constantly doing and still feeling like you're not doing enough. Having this support, having this talk, having these programs is so crucial for our healthcare professional. And I know your journey also brought you from Germany and now into Asia. And that has been a great transition for you as well, coming out of the ICU, that intensity, being in school and finding new passion with helping kids with building their resilience. So how is that being like? Yes. So I'm very blessed. I stayed in Germany till 2016 and my husband and I moved to Okinawa, Japan, where he is a teacher for the Department of Defense Education System, which means that he teaches our military kids. So military people are here on a base and they bring their children with them. And so my husband teaches for them. And I was kind of in transition There is an ICU on base at the Navy hospital. And do I want to continue this critical care journey or do I want to take a little break for a little while? And I decided to take a little break and then I became a school nurse and I love it. I love taking all the things that I've learned about secondary trauma, compassion, fatigue, burnout, mental health. I love taking that stuff and helping our children. I think when you look at ACEs, so adverse childhood experiences in the United States, and I believe it's about 50% of our kids have experienced at least one or more ACE, which I can totally believe that helping them at a young age to realize how to manage their social and emotional health. We look at the zones of regulation of a lot. 
So when I'm feeling good to when I'm starting to get a little bit anxious to when I get a little more anxious, what are some strategies we can do to figure that out? And I love that I'm now in a place that I can do more education and more teaching. And so I'm able to help these kids. I do some parenting classes with parents. And so I just love the opportunity to be able to share what I've learned and kind of take these strategies back all the way to when you're younger. Because I feel like These strategies are so important all throughout our life, but if our kids can learn them when they're younger, how much more successful are they going to be as adults? That's perfectly said. We are imprinted from when we're a younger age. And what I talk about with people, just like what you're saying, when we're young, we're so pure. We're super curious. We're asking questions all the time and we're really good at saying no. That's actually really good for us. Now we start growing older. We learned a lot more things. Now we start conforming, comparing because society teaches us something. Our teacher, our parents, our friends start having their own opinion. Now we don't really know what to pick. We start adapting everybody else's because at the end of the day, we haven't had enough of self-awareness and self-actualization and experience to really determine where we wanted to go in life. So one of the common questions that everybody keep asking us is, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And then the common thing for us, yeah, healthcare lawyers, right? Like, oh, be a big CEO. And not thinking, what does that life could look like for you? Now you are helping the kids from that beginning. I even ask my client now in our beginning session is, what is the ideal lifestyle that you truly want to have? If we know what that looked like, we can reverse engineer. But if we keep chasing for another degree just to get to another earning certification, or if I get promoted, then I will be happy. Then I can take the vacation. Then I can enjoy my downtown with family. That's already too late. So going from the kids level to teach them resilience, that's such an honorable thing and such crucial thing. I love that. I think you're absolutely perfect. And that is actually one of the reasons why I started my coaching program also. I find that so true about kids. And as we get older, we start to listen to all these outside voices, all these people of telling us who we should be. Even our parents with the best intentions are, you should take this career path because this career path is better society in general tells us these things. I mean, everyone is going to college and there's no one doing trades right now because that was what was considered to be the correct thing to do. And so we're listening to all these outside voices tell us who we should be and how we should act and what we should say. Social media does not help at all with the fear of missing out. I need to be this perfect mom and I need to be this perfect healthcare professional. Even that doesn't have feelings, right? I can't show my patient my feelings. If I'm sad, I can't really cry with them. I have to hold it together. And so we're told all these things and I feel like we forget who we are. We forget our inside voice. We forget who we wanted to be and what we wanted our life to look like. And that's what happened to me kind of in my 30s and my 40s. I was so busy chasing all these dreams and goals I had because I was told I needed to have big dreams and big goals. And I still have big dreams and big goals, but I'm not chasing them anymore. I'm living a wholehearted life. 
I'm living with authenticity and I'm able to be vulnerable when I need to be vulnerable. And I'm able to have boundaries when I need to have boundaries. And I think sometimes we need to stop. And like you said, I love your micro, what is it called? Micro daily vacations. Micro daily vacations. I think that's beautiful because we do need to stop. And even if you can only take 10 seconds to stop, take a breath and just return to center and let all that outside noise go away, I think it leads to so much more peace, purpose, and power in your life. Yes, exactly. Now, because there are so many different ways we can build positive intelligence back into our life, that's why when people work with me, I show them a couple of things and then we really have to play to see which one really works best for them. Just like if people have listened to me deliver a keynote talk, I show them one or two exercises to do, but there are other ways because we're so unique. And that's where the micro vacation comes in. Allow yourself just to have a little break. And that break is not purposeless. It's purposefully to build that energy back into your life so you can be more calmer, more focused. Then you can get things done and do a lot more with short amount of time. And this is an awesome discussion that we have with Peggy. And I know for any uh, parents out there who have kids who really wanted to really connect with kids better and also help them with resilience as well, how can they go find you and learn your system? Definitely. So I have a website, discoveryourpersonalpower.org or peggymorelifecoaching.com. And I have several different programs on there, an online coaching program that takes you through. I look at it as a puzzle piece. So our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, and our social health are four different kind of pieces of the puzzle. And working on these different pieces of the puzzle help us to have that vibrant and meaningful life that we want. And each step of the puzzle helps you look inside at yourself and what you want for your life. I think that's the most amazing thing about coaching and about teaching people is you can truly have the life that you want. Not what everyone else tells you you need to have or what is popular or what is cool or what your next door neighbor has, but the life that truly gives you meaning and purpose and peace and power in your life. And I believe that is where we find our power. We find our power from looking within and being true to ourselves. And so I would love to see you guys over on my website. And I also have a podcast, Discover Your Personal Power podcast, and that is on Apple iTunes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Peggy. And thanks everyone for listening in. If you love today's episode, please share with someone who you know would truly also benefit just like you did. And we also wanted to hear your feedback leave a review on iTunes so we know exactly what you need, how we can give even more resource to your specific life and to your goals, to your passion, to that brilliant mind of yours. Thanks for listening in. Bye guys. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. 
I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life. Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group. Go to facebook.com/groups/powerfulpassionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.